is our usual practice. We shut off our cameras between balls. We now return to the action. Davy Boy Smith and the Oh, what is this trash you changed it to? Come on, I was watching that. Half-naked men throwing each other around for entertainment. What a terrible influence for a young boy. Wow, that was some reading, Madam Fortune. Felt a bit like a two reversed swords kind of situation to me. There were no cards from the suit of swords involved, if you recall. Simply the star, temperance, and the tower. Yes, of course. But I think it's time we take a moment to catch up with the representatives of the Heritage Fund here with us in the studio. And how are you both feeling about the event so far? Well, we are just so grateful for the hard work that has gone into making this yes. event happen. We've all been so excited at the Mojave Logistics Heritage Fund leading up to this, and we really hope the event is a total success. <laughs> yes, we definitely want to reach that fundraising goal. Uh, and, and it looks like we're currently sitting at... Oh, are you fucking kidding me? 6,145. <laughs> that, that, can't, that can't be right, can it? <laughs> I mean, I mean, wow, we've made such great progress. We sure have, and it's only hour 15, so we have plenty of time to go to reach that goal. Y yes, uh, still lots of time to hit that $10,000 mark. So let's, uh, let's remind everyone why it's so important that they donate. Please, tell us why every dollar is so important to helping further the important work you do. Well, as you may already know, the Mojave Logistics Heritage Fund is the charitable arm of the Mojave Logistics Corporation. Our focus is on preserving the great archaeological history of this nation and using that knowledge to further advance our growth as a society and bridge the gap between who we are now and who we were then. We firmly believe that there is value in examining our ancient roots and extracting that wisdom. That really does sound important. And we should all feel very grateful to be part of this important and rewarding opportunity. Plus, it's been an absolutely tubular time here tonight. As our motto says, Mojave Logistics, putting the fun back in fund. Well... It was great talking with you ladies, but I think Madam Fortune is ready with her next tarot reading for one of our callers. I see you've already pulled a card for our next donator, but what's this card you've placed off to the side here? Oh, well you see, sometimes the deck has ideas of its own. Our dear Richard M. donated $15 to have me pull a singular card for his fortune from the Love Talker deck. But when I pulled the Son of Swords, the very cunning Seven of Swords came with it. Fascinating. And what a bargain for him. Though perhaps he'll be grateful enough to send in a few more dollars as a thanks. Either way, I can tell from these cards that he is quite a man of action. The desert stretches towards infinity, 
in all directions. The sky is laid bare, the naked curves of the constellations teasing. But my eyes are on the road. Pontiac vibrates as I push it over the red line. The engine screams. I smell the metal cooking. 345 horsepower, and it's not enough. Horses aren't enough. I need a faster animal. I need cheetahs. I need plummeting falcons. I need them because she needs me. I a man of action and they've got her again they sent me out here a few years back out into the nothingness between Arizona and Utah nothing but big rock buttes in the Navajo Nation a void of sand and scorpions perfect place for the worst kind of criminals to make their lair knew my talents were wasted back east. The world falls apart the further west you go. Things stop making sense. They needed a man of action out in the dry chaos. And so, they sent me. I knew to expect the usual things, but right from the start, I saw the lights in the sky. Mysterious dots that had no business moving the way they did. Spheres of green or yellow or blue, suddenly there and gone, flying across my territory with impunity. I would see unexplained lines in the dirt, neat and orderly lines, stretching hundreds of yards, doubling back on themselves to form intricate patterns we began to have cases of grisly assaults. People out in the far desert, loners usually, with no neighbors for miles, found attacked, laid out neat-like on the floor, with precise slices carved into their bodies. Someone was taking their organs. Not all of them. Usually one or two. I guess they were choosy. And there was no evidence at the scenes. No sign of forced entry. No stray DNA. No fingerprints. No tools or trash left at the scene. But I didn't let that stop me. I'm a man of action. One night, one of those lights tore through the heavens right over me. Bright. Vibrating, throwing shades of unnatural colors. I was on it, fast, chasing it across the flat plains just outside El Ciego. I lost sight of it a couple of times, but finally caught up. It was hovering over the abandoned drive-in theater on 191. With a clap of thunder, it streaked straight up into the sky. And 
let the dark silence return to the world. But I had arrived just in time. I found her by the concession stand, slumped against a sun-baked advertisement for cotton candy. My Donna, skinny and soft, wistful and wan, with her long fingers loose in the sand-covered concrete. Half-conscious in a fluttering sundress, she opened her big, big eyes as I roused her. Oh, baby, baby, she said, trying to focus on me. What's a girl to do? I'd stop them. They hadn't cut her up yet. I took her hand in mine. You'll come with me. I set her up at my place. I wanted her close. She was the only survivor of these attacks we'd had. I didn't want to risk losing her. Let her have my bed while I took the couch. She couldn't remember her name. But I'd always liked the name Donna. So that's who she became. With amnesia, sometimes all it takes is time, so I aimed to give it to her. I asked her about the attacks, explained to her about the lights and the lines, but she shook her head. I'm so, so sorry. I don't remember, but maybe I can help. So Donna, my Donna, became my partner. She helped me organize my case files track sightings on the map, get my reports for back east in order. After work, we'd spend our evenings together watching TV with her skinny body tucked up against me like she was cold. One night, she took me by the hand and led me back to my bed. Oh, baby, baby, I'm so lonesome. After that, I didn't sleep on the couch anymore. She felt like a piece of me that I didn't know had gone missing. The investigation continued, but I was making no progress. I bought her some more clothes, though she'd said she didn't need that much. She started going out to the junk and antique stores and would bring home vintage lunch boxes the kind with old TV shows on them. Starsky and Hutch. The Brady Bunch. The Dukes of Hazard, Lost in Space. Kung Fu. Happy Days. I don't know where she found them all, but they started filling up our little space. She asked for so little, how could I turn her down? Every so often, she'd ask me to take her out to the drive-in west of El Ciego, usually at night. We'd walk along the rusted fence line and the broken neon bulbs. She was looking for herself, I think. She'd climb up on the snack bar roof and watch the yawning night sky with its legions of tiny lights. I let her look. 
I'd be searching for lines in the sand. Sometimes I'd find them. Maddening. Mysterious. I hate dead ends. I hate standing still. Pacing the floor. Climbing the walls. Counting the beats of my heart. The heavens were hers. My work was here on earth. They caught me flat-footed. I should have known they'd come back for her. Got a call after dinner. Donna was doing the dishes as I left to handle business. A body had been found in a gully behind a gas station. Both kidneys missing. One eye removed neat and clean just like the others. I called Donna to tell her I'd be late. But she didn't answer. She always answered. I called again, but I already knew something was wrong. Back home, I threw open the door. She was gone. They'd come for her, and I had only one hope of where to find her. I can just make out the silhouette of the drive-in's screen against the stars. A dust storm swirls in the wake of my car. The tires slip on the sand as I wrench the wheel, leave the road, thunder across the cracked concrete. The door slam echoes across the infinite desert. I call her name. But it's the sky that answers. Smashes the earth and me under it. The beams sizzle and flick across the ground, forming patterns in the sand in circles around me. The ground vibrates. The thing in the sky is kicking up a swirling wind. I draw my sidearm, aim for the center. When I see her, Donna, my Donna, Standing on the roof of the snack bar, smiling sadly down at me. She has all her little lunchboxes with her. The wind whips her hair and the hem of her sundress, the one I found her in. And as I watch, the lunchboxes slowly rise into the air, ascending around her, heading up into the light. Wait. Wait. You can't go. Goodbye, she says, still smiling. Goodbye. Goodbye. Her feet leave the ground. Donna. My Donna. What about my heart? Languid. Beatific. She raises a hand. One of the lunchboxes floats into place before her. Starsky and Hutch. The latch comes undone. The lid opens. And out floats cherry red, wet and pulsing. A heart. Neatly cut from the veins. A 
Don't you know it's too late? She rises higher and higher until the light swallows her, taking my heart with her. And then... She's gone. I fall into the dirt, surrounded by patterns I could never unravel. The sky is empty except for the stars and the immeasurable cold and empty spaces between them. I slide my fingers against the scar on my chest and fall into the void under it. Truly inspiring stuff. And hopefully inspiring enough to convince some of you at home to call in and donate now. Help us reach our funding goal while getting a glimpse into the world beyond. Let's check the status of our donation trackers, shall we? Well, it seems like we are still quite a bit short of our goal. <laughs> still only just over $7,000 has been raised towards the heritage funds. <laughs> but I believe I believe in all of you. So, let's keep those phones ringing and ringing and ringing and let's jump back in with our next fortune. If you're ready, Madam Isabella. I am always ready to channel the forces beyond. <laughs> well, that is great news for all of us then. So, tell us about our next caller. The next person calling to inquire about their future? Is Krista Z. Yes, and thank you, Krista, for your generous $30 donation. Every little bit counts towards reaching that goal. Mm, yes, and I sensed something rather unique from your aura, dear Krista. Something I knew only these cards from Syntax could address. For you, I have drawn the Three of Wands and the Six of Arrows the meaning of which I suspect will become quite clear after you've had a deep dream. Not getting enough sleep? Are you anxious, regretful, or depressed? I wish you could just... Get away. Look no further than Vincula's deep dream. This portable device sits next to your bedside and dispenses the deepest of sleeps for you to enjoy. Ask your doctor about Deep Dream to see if it's right for you. Deep Dream, the rest you need and deserve. Welcome, welcome! What vincula product may we interest you in today? I, I'm here. I'm here to see about the the uh, deep dream. Excellent. The rest you need and deserve. Have you obtained a doctor's note? I, I've got it here. 
I've heard Deep Dream can help me sleep. Yes, indeed. And, and is it true that it gives you good dreams? I'm afraid I can't make any promises there. Oh, I, I had heard rumors. It can make your dreams come true. There are many misconceptions about Vincula products, and I can't confirm or deny them. All I know is Deep Dream will put even the most troubled soul to sleep. Just set the and timer. Let Deep Dream do the rest. I know. Here you go. Sweet dreams. You have one unheard message. First unheard message. Uh, hey, kiddo. Just, uh, wanted to get in touch. Um, hope things are going well down there. Well, I hope they're going as well as they can. I heard about the, uh, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta get going again. Can't wallow in it forever. Gotta be able to move on while there's still... Message deleted. End of messages. Why bother? Nothing I do will make you happy. But with, with this, maybe I can finally be a little bit more than I am. You have set the timer for six hours. Sweet dreams. Who are you? Nobody. That's not really an answer. There's nobody here. That doesn't make any sense. You're here. There are no expectations. No ties. Nothing to drag you down. Nothing to hold you back. Nothing to stop you. Nobody cares. You know that. Right? I'm... I'm not sure. I, I just wanted to get away from... You're free. In this place, it never happened. It's not happening. Doesn't that open up so many other possibilities? I... I think so. I like it here. It's... It's peaceful. Let it wash you away. Let it be drowned out. Let it be drowned. Let it drown. Drown. Good morning. You slept for six hours. Did you sleep well? I... I got, a, I got away. No one cares. Your response has been recorded. Thank you. I hate this so much. Why am I wasting my time doing this? Hey, I, uh, I heard about your, um... I don't need to be reminded. Thanks. Okay. If you need any help, Just I... leave me alone. have set the timer for eight hours. Sweet dreams. It 
It's all right. It's only a dream. Even if it was real, this is only justice. They killed your dreams. They killed you. Kill. Kill. Good morning. You slept for nine hours. Did you sleep well? They... They got what was coming to them. Your response has been recorded. Good job. Welcome back. How has Deep Dream been working out for- I need more. I'm sorry, more? Deep Dream lets me do anything, be anything, but the timer doesn't go long enough. I need, I need to sleep longer. I know about you guys. Here's the cash. Please, I need this. It's not a good idea. You shouldn't. Look, I don't have long. I'd rather have it this way. Meet me after I close up shop. You have set the timer for... Rest in peace. Where am I? What is this? The final resting place. Once you're here, you never have to do anything ever again. Nothing you've done matters anyway, does it? That's... that's not true. I... I... Your name on a slab. A little wooden cross. Even that will shrivel and fade. Just like your body's doing now. But you want to be forgotten. Don't you? I should have never been born. Even my suffering. I've caused nothing but misery. Who's... who's being buried? The casket's closed. Everyone's warning you to leave it be. But it's not like anybody is going to stop you. Just a peek couldn't hurt. Right? I want to know. This is my dream. I get to know. What the fuck is that? Dead dreams are best left alone. Just like you. But if your dream is dead, why shouldn't you be any worse? Let go of me! Let go of me! Dead and buried, forgotten and unmourned, you ran into this open grave. So what if your dead dream chased you here? It's what you wanted anyway, right? Help! Uh, I'm down here! Someone! Anyone! Help me! Nobody's here. Don't worry. You were already headed this way. Why not speed up the process? Rip the bandage off. Get it over with. Lie down and just die already. Just die already. Die. Die. I don't want to go under. Please don't leave me down here. I'm still here. Help. 
Nobody to watch you. Nobody to cry for you. For all eternity. Good morning. You slept for. Was it everything you hoped for? What? What? How? It's okay. It's okay. I'm here. Drink this. Steady, steady. Thanks. Why? Why did you... When you didn't show up for work, your co-workers called me. I had to check on you. But, but you really didn't have to. You, I, I said the most awful things. I know you didn't mean it. You're going through a lot. You lashed out, but I'm still here. Your response is important to us. Did you sleep well? Ugh, you should give this up. But I don't want to give up my dreams. This thing doesn't dream for you. You are the dreamer. You can have new ones, better ones, and there will be more for you. I promise. You don't need this to be what you want. You're right. Your response is important to us. Did you sleep well? Deep dream. The rest you need and deserve. Goodbye. Wow. What incredible skill to decipher such a message. But we hope you're ready to hear more from the incredible Madam Isabella Fortune, because we're only at our... Oh, no. Oh, no. 17? <laughs> uh, <laughs> only at our 17 uh, of this charity telethon. And, and there's so much more ahead. Keep those calls coming and those phones ringing because they if you <laughs> if you don't oh my god if you don't please i am begging you if you don't you have no idea what they're capable of they're going to literally get So let's jump right back into it and see what these cards have to say. Madam Fortune, what do you see for Adam L? I felt quite drawn to the cards of Morbid Forest to tell your fate, Adam. I sense you are at a crossroads, and they did not fail me, as I drew for you the Seven of Wands and the Fool. This isn't how this is supposed to go. It was all supposed to work out. It always works out. Fortune began to lick my face. The fur around her mouth tinged pink. What will it be, Zara? I... I... The words clawed against my windpipe, strangling the carbon dioxide waiting to escape. The darkness smiled, signaling my time was up. No... No, please. Just just give me a minute. My hands scraped along the floor, my palms skidding through thick puddles of blood. So much blood. Time is up, 
The darkness reared it back, allowing the floor beneath my quivering frame to evaporate. I tumbled into the abyss, my screams echoing through caverns of endlessness, only to reverberate in my skull. Laughing wind crashed through my frame, propelling me faster down the inky chasm. This... this wasn't how it was supposed to go. I breached the surface of my bedroom, my heart jackhammering against the concrete walls of my chest. Damn, a fabric strapped me to the bed, and I kicked and thrashed against it, my body still in a free-fall state. As the abyss ebbed, and the regular shadows of my room edged into view, I banished the remnants of my latest nightmare. I've never been plagued with such visceral dreams before. Not even in childhood. My life contained no stressors for my adult mind to cling to in sleep. Wiping sweaty palms across my face, I discarded the sheets and headed to the bathroom. Fortune let out a sneeze of frustration at the loss of her heat source as she watched me pad across the small bedroom space. A precocious smile tickled the corner of my lips as I took in my protector and my most loyal companion. Stumbling across her after missing the bus home one evening was the best, if not top three, moments in a string of other serendipitous events that have guided me through life. Flipping on the faucet, I splash cold water on my face inside. These dreams really needed to kick rocks. I brushed my bangs from my eyes and froze as I locked on the mirror. A well of darkness blazed from the mirror before me, my reflection nowhere in sight. The demon smile began to etch cracks in the mirror. I jumped for cover as small shards exploded from the mirror, their sharp edges reaching for my exposed flesh. I cowered under my porcelain protection as an unholy wind slammed my only means of escape shut. The room began to tilt, the beast roaring for my decision, but my human instincts made the only one they saw fit. I dove for the door handle, the knob slipping in my wet hand. The wall groaned behind me, and like a fool, I looked over my shoulder. Stringent tendrils filtered through the cracks of the mirror, reaching for me. I screamed, but it was too late for screams. This isn't how it's supposed to go. The demon laughed as it yanked me through the mirror, my arms and legs left in tatters as it forced me through my world and into its own. I howled as the darkness ripped my soul, but my mind remained frozen, unable to follow the demon's command. My life isn't about choices. Choices are useless for a person who doesn't hire them. The darkness ripped and ripped, taking more and more of me as I tumbled further into its maw. I bolted awake, a scream already leaving my lips. Fortune's cold nose tickled my elbow as she whined and pushed her way into my lap. A dream. It was just a scary, stupid dream. Pulling my white knight to my chest, I murmured to Fortune I was okay, giving her a squeeze, then shuffled to the bathroom. The room pressed down on my shoulders as the stress of fitful sleep weighed on them. Turmoil and indecision weren't unwanted guests whom I would soon be showing the door. They were never invited nor ever welcomed in the first place. The bathroom door creaked open. 
my foot crossing the threshold, only to glide through something tacky and wet. Reflexively, my hand brushed the light switch. My brain screamed at me to flee. Blood. There was so much blood. The tile gleamed with it as though it was fresh paint. No, 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 no. No. No, 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 I can't. This, this is it. I just can't. My voice pushed against the blood like a tidal wave, but it may as well be a ripple. The demon laughed, and I knew what it meant. Just as I knew, I was the fool too blinded by my own ways to find a path out of this one. The beast lunged. Sinewy threads coiled around my ankles, yanking me through the bathroom door. I scrambled for purchase on the bathroom frame, but it was no use. With a cry of frustration and fear, I was dragged into the yawning darkness. I fell and fell and fell, all the while the demon called for my choice. My choice. One I simply could not make because this, this was not how it was supposed to go. And so, I fell. Remarkable. <laughs> so tell me, Madam Fortune, what do you see in my future? I believe in order to tell you that, you would need to call in and donate. But I can already sense it will not be good. <laughs> what a funny sense of humor you have. We still have plenty of time to change that and to reach our goal. So, let's get right on with the next one, shall we? Of course. It seems our next donation from Elena C. Thank you for your... $15 donation. And remember, folks, uh, even these small donations are going to help a really great cause and go towards a goal that really needs to be met. Ah, fresh air. Of all the species I have encountered, humans, humans are the most ambitious. So small, so insignificant, but so convinced of their own importance. Stay back! Stay back! It's not often that I'm hungry. Usually, I control my appetite. But tonight, tonight I'll make an exception. <laughs> oh, little humans and your machines. Did you think that would stop me? Me? You 
I should have known you were the one tearing through the facility. All the screaming. You're searching for me, aren't you? Yes, I am. Well, you found me. There's no need to keep searching, just leave everyone else alone. I always wondered, you know. I'm nothing if not observant. It's clear that you outranked the rest of them. And yet, you still took the time to visit me nearly every single day. It was my job to visit you. No. It was your job to oversee the project. To make a final determination. You insisted on seeing me face to face, yet you can't even turn to face me now. Tell me why. You were... you are... the most dangerous specimen I've ever had under my roof. I supposed I wanted to see exactly what we were getting ourselves into. Oh, is that all? That's all. I don't think that's everything. You're free to think what you wish. Well, what do you think about what you've gotten yourself into now? I... I think we made a mistake. A mistake? No, no, no. I don't think you made a mistake. I think you made a conscious decision, and now your hubris has caught up with you. But you intrigue me. So I'll make you a deal. (laughs) I don't think it'll matter much in the end. What kind of deal would the devil make with me? (laughs) I assure you, I am not your devil. All you have to do to survive me is run. What? You run. If you look back even once... I eat you alive. Why would I? You humans are such fearful creatures. Whether it's base instinct or pure distrust, you will turn and look at me eventually. That's what you always wanted anyway, isn't it? To look at me? Now's your chance. Why do you have such a low opinion of us? (laughs) Did you think there would be no retribution for what you have done to me? All this for the pursuit of science while my domain languished. While souls passed on without their chances at a second life... In your dreams of godhood, you are sickening, disgusting hubris. Thought you could unravel it for your own thoughts of immortality. For your own selfish desires. All I have to do is run? All you have to do is... Run. Well, have you given up? Go on. Get up. 
Oh, let me see your face. I thought we were doing good work here, you know? I thought I was doing good work here. You've got to believe me. If we had known what you are, I mean, what you truly are, the importance of what you do, we would have never tried to contain you. I never would have allowed it. Ignorance. You all always claim to be unaware of your crimes. You claim you don't realize the consequences, but you do. You didn't stop once to consider that I was alive. My purpose shouldn't have mattered to you. I speak, I feel, I am alive. What could you possibly say to that? I'm done running. There's no hope left for me or anyone else here. You've made that abundantly clear. But I won't give you the satisfaction of my fear. You've made your choice, then. I'll see you soon. Such awe-inspiring talent on display here tonight for Madam Fortune. Let's continue to show our appreciation by donating, donating, donating. It looks like we've entered our... Oh, no. Final, our final hour of the charity telethon. <laughs> and... Boy, are we cutting it close <laughs> to reaching that goal. We are just under $1,500 away from our $10,000 goal. But I believe we can make it. I believe that all of you at home will do the right thing <laughs> and donate. Please donate. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not over yet <laughs> no 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 uh, we still have plenty of time for all of you generous people to call in <laughs> so let's come back over to Madam Fortune and find out who's about to learn their destiny <laughs> for any of you familiar with my tools you will recognize that this deck is one of my most foreboding. But for James T, there was a little earworm from my guiding spirits. I knew the storage papers was the one that needed to channel his fate. It, of course, has lived up to its reputation, as the cards I have pulled are the Nine of Wands and the Tower. It's just static, so I... I'm not sure if I... I guess it doesn't matter. I'm Jared, and... I'm scared of the night. I should back up. Yeah. I keep forgetting that no matter... No matter how many times, always... 
I, I was 12 when it started. My parents, they we just moved to a new town. My dad, he we moved a lot. Uh, army brat and stuff. I learned a lot the summer we moved into that place, though. I learned that you're not supposed to talk to strangers, but most importantly, I learned that there are things far worse than strangers. I, I probably wouldn't have noticed it if I hadn't been obsessed with a, a hobby radio set my parents got me. I, I'd listen to all sorts of things. People chatting with each other from trucks, homes, offices. Some people would tell ghost stories. Someone asked for directions or locations. I, I'd pipe up sometimes trying to strike a conversation, quote-unquote, meet new people. I was staying up too late, seeing who I could talk to. I don't know what time it was. All I know is that the house was as silent as it was dark. I had a headphone to my ear so I could listen to the chatter of all my other ear. Stayed tuned to the hallway in case I needed to dive under the covers and pretend to be asleep. I jumped at a sudden pounding I could hear at the front door and immediately rushed to my bed. Anyway, any minute my dad would be up, probably being called to duty and all would be silent again. The pounding didn't let up though. There was no sound of my parents' bedroom door opening, a half-asleep hand stumbling to get to the door. There was nothing but the pounding of a fist, desperate to get in. The longer it went on, the more terrified I became. This wasn't normal. I was too paralyzed by fear to leave my room. I could barely get myself out of bed. Just wrapped in a blanket for whatever degree of safety it offered, I, I slowly made my way over to the radio. If anyone can hear me, there's someone at my door and I'm scared. For just like a second, the banging stopped and I was so scared they'd heard me and were about to come to my window to try to get in, but it picked back up. Please, my parents are asleep and normally they wake up for this. I'm too scared to go to their room. After a few moments of hissing radio, a voice crackled in. Hurry up, buddy. I had the sudden realization that I didn't even know what my address was. my stomach like a lost kid at a carnival. No. I can't really help you if I can't find you. You're gonna have to either wake your parents up or find a phone to call 911. I'd recommend going to your parents first. Can you do that, buddy? I pulled the blanket tighter around me and looked towards my bedroom door. That's when I first noticed that at some point while I was talking on the radio, the knocking had stopped. I slid the microphone back into a slot on the side of the main unit and cautiously crept to my bedroom door listening for anything. I was met with pure silence. I didn't tell my parents about that. Not then anyways. I, I don't think they'd believe me. Lots of fears I've had in the past have been dismissed by them. If this didn't even wake them up, why would it be any different? And I didn't have a good explanation for it either. Why I didn't wake them up, that is, a, a feather could drop and it'd wake up my dad, but this... nothing. I'm getting ahead of myself again. This has happened all the time. Not every night, just sometimes a week or so ago between them, sometimes it'd be nightly. Just the sound of incessant banging on the door, like someone's life was dependent on getting inside. I sure as hell wasn't going to check it, though. 
I tried to track when it would happen, but I couldn't find a pattern. Every night I'd find someone on the radio to talk to until it stopped. I stopped asking for help, but feeling like I wasn't so alone was its own kind of help, you know? I grew up some, but it never went away, and I kept up with the radio. I made and lost and forgot friends over the years, still moving all the time. A few years later, I stayed over at a friend's house for the first time. Overnight. I wasn't... I didn't think it happened there, too. But it... It did. Fuck. It did. It was around two in the morning when the banging started. Tim, he didn't wake up. Nobody ever woke up from the pounding on the front door. This time, it was different though. In just a few minutes, the door smashed open. He, it, I, I don't know, was inside the house. I could hear dragging across the floor. It was getting closer. I got up, eyes wide and straining in the dark. I looked around, first for something I could use to defend myself. Failing that, my eyes fell on the closet. I should have woken Tim up. We could have hid together. I was so sure it was only after me. I mean, I was the only one who could hear it. Why else would I be the only one who could hear it? I watched from a crack in the closet door as the bedroom door slammed open, the doorknob breaking into the drywall from the sheer force. That woke him up. Would have been better if it didn't. I couldn't see it too well in the dark. As it approached Tim, its fingers seemed to grow longer. There were so many of them. They moved in ways fingers shouldn't move. Almost like... I watched as its fingers touched Tim's head. The screams. I covered my ears and closed my eyes, crying. Like some... Like a baby. When I opened them again, Tim's parents were in the room yelling and neither Tim nor the figure were anywhere to be seen. They found me in the closet. I was no help. Nobody, not his parents, not the police, believed me. Why would they? What I was am babbling about, it, it doesn't make any sense. I know that. But it's what happened. What is still happening. But I don't think it can be stopped. I'm not annoying as many people on here these days, I don't think. I'm getting fewer and fewer responses, not as much chatter on the radio now. I'm not even sure if anyone is even hearing this. If anyone is, I still haven't made it out of the closet. Every night, it's where I sleep, or try to. Whenever it gets dark, means my old radio. If someone, you, if you were out there, you're the only thing keeping me sane. If I still am. It, it wants in. It wants in so bad. It's been pounding on the closet for, I don't even know.
it hasn't come in though. I think where there's space, it's there. And there's no space in here. I don't think. I, I don't. I don't know. I can't keep doing this. I have to grow up. It's been 20 years now. I have to face this. This fucking thing. It's ruined my life for. for so fucking long. I brought a gun in here with me tonight. I've never shot it, but. just aim and squeeze, right? I've been trying to work up the courage to. all night. Not that it'll do any good, but. The mic button is taped down, so if anyone is even listening, I, I don't know what else to say. I won't be able to hear you, but... This one's for Tim. Why do you think I let you prattle on all this time? The listeners... You showed me where there's more. You fed me. But no one's listening anymore. Can you feel my fingers stretching past your ear canal? Squirming closer and closer to your brain? Ah, there it is. So many thoughts. So many ideas and worries and fears and hopes and my God, it's delicious. I can almost taste it all. You don't mind if I just pull a little out to snack on for now, do you? Mm, there we go. And you. It looks like someone was listening after all. It looks like we are moments away from the end of the telethon. We'd like to thank everyone who contributed, but it's not too late. It's not, it is not too late. Your donations could still make a difference to the Mojave Logistics Heritage Fund. So please keep calling. <laughs> please keep calling. Even as the clock ticks down, please. Please, I'm begging you. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yes, we are so grateful to all of you at home. The generosity of everyday people like you is what keeps our charity going. And it seems that we are just about to hit that 24-hour mark. This is so exciting. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's um see, see the number. <laughs> and hope it's big, big, big. <laughs> Can we get a drum roll, please? Oh, oh no, no, no. Oh, darn. We were so close. Oh, just shy of our $10,000 goal. That's too bad. <laughs> But we should That's... still all be very <laughs> proud of what we accomplished here today. Yes, absolutely. That's that's good enough, right? We hit nine thousand six hundred and sixty-nine. So I'm 
safe. We're <laughs> right? sorry, but it just doesn't work like that. You'll have to come with us now. No, no, no. How, how is that not enough? We we were so close. Just, just, just give me ten more minutes, okay? I can, I can get us there. I know, I know, I can get, I can get us there. Please don't do this. You, you, you don't have to do this, please. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. This has been a fantastic event for everyone involved. And a special thank you to Madam Isabella Fortune for her insightful tarot readings. We hope you will join us again for the next Kill FM event and wish you all a great night. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Kill FM Psychic Friends Telethon, brought to you by Mojave Logistics. We hope fortune has favored you, but if she hasn't, all you have to do is send us a donation, and we'll make sure to put in a good word for you. If you've enjoyed tonight's programming, you have the following people to thank. Three Card Monty was written by Jacob Mandel with direction and editing by Jacob Mandel and Derek Valen, with John Cava as Murray Rosenthal, Joseph Rutledge as Lloyd Dobbs, Liz Moss as Dr. Cynthia Morgenstern, Derek Valen as Dr. Castellanos, Jessica Burson as Janice, and Adam Robinson as Corporal Matthews. Self-Sabotage was written and produced by Ray Lundberg. Pick Mint was written and edited by Matthew Kieran of MQ Media. Min and Faye were played by Cassandra. Two River Swords was written by Julie Hoverson with additional material by Jess McCoy. It starred Jess McCoy, Scott R. McKinley, Julie Hoverson, Kareem Cronfley, Steve Tay-Tai, Risa Torres, Maria Domino, Galen Arnett, Pete Lutz, Yami Kakyu, Sivan Braz, Sister Indica, Steve Guy, Andrea Richardson, Jimmy Robbins, Crystal Robbins, Vixie Robbins, Barry Haworth, Sam McDonald, and Glenda Villamar. Man of Action was written, produced, and performed by W. Keith Timms. Deep Dream was written by Ty Vaughn with direction and production by Stella Rodham Autumn. It starred Jessica Burson as Deep Dream, Marvin Saul as Salesperson, Elgin Smith as Dreamer, David Mr. Iron Turvaville as Parent, Joe Cliff Thompson as Nobody, Stella Rowan Odom as Friend, and Kayla Crockett as co-worker. Crossroads and Fools was written, produced, and performed by Sean Moreau and Naomi Richards. The Vice of Ambition was directed by Minty Lee with sound design by Meg McKellar with Lawrence Monisit as The Serpent and Vixel Plain as Clipboard Woman with additional voices provided by Alexander Grace. Earworm was written, produced, and performed by Nathan Lunsford. 
Kill FM was conceptualized and organized by Joseph Rutledge, Saf the Something, Derek Phelan, and Jessica Burson. Special thanks to our Mojave representatives, Jessica Bierson and Stella Rowan Odom. We do hope you have enjoyed the program tonight. If you would like to tip fortune's favor your way, feel free to head over to kill-fm.com to keep updated on our next telethon. I am and always will be H.M. Radcliffe. See you next time. Bitches. Finger guns! Enjoy. I'll be awake at like fucking nine in the morning for you to tell me to retake this.